Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. Yes, that could mean you too. The workouts have been designed to fit into your life so you can move when you can. The 15 minutes you can squeeze in before work. The 20 minutes you get to yourself while the baby naps. The half hour you can spare at lunch. There's a routine for you no matter what your day looks like. A reminder as well, this is included in your Mum Mia subscription. If you are a Mum Mia subscriber, you already have access to Move. Download the Move app and log in with your Mum Mia login. Head to move.mamamia.com.au and use code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of the land we have recorded this podcast on, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures. And welcome to this glorious mess, the mother's group in your ears where judgment is left at the door. My name is Lee Campbell. Yes, it sure is. And you must be feeling like a whole new woman. I just went to Italy. As you do. You know, I just popped popped over over to Europe. I sound so fancy. And my name is Tegan Natoli. And you know what? Save all your Italiano goss because next episode I want to know everything. I've got all the questions ready to go. I have actually had a lot of people on Instagram asking about my travel tips now that I have done Europe there and back quite quickly with a toddler. So, And I want to hear how it went with nannies and I want to hear how it was with the three-year-old versus a little baby because the last big international trip you went on. South Africa with a baby. So let me gather my thoughts, get over my jet lag because I literally (laughs) just got back and then we'll talk about that next week. But on this week, we're super excited because we're going to be hearing from Gary Eck about the golden rules of parenting and his new kids show, Ginger and the Vegisaurs. We watched it the other day. It's very cute. Yes. Alexander is obsessed with dinosaurs, but he still gets a bit scared. So if your kid likes dinosaurs. This is a good one. This is a good one. So is Banjo. And of course, our nails and fails of the week. Golden rules. Gary Eck is an actor and comedian you might have seen in films like Boy Town, as well as co-writing and directing Happy Feet 2, which is one of my favourite movies of all time. He's also the creator of new kids show Ginger and the Vegisaurs on ABC Kids and is going to tell us his parenting golden rules. Hi, my name is Gary Eck. I am the father of two kids, my son Dashiell, who is 16, and my daughter Avelia, who is 13, and I am the co-creator of Ginger and the Veggie Sauce. I should just preface this by saying that my golden rules do change. As our kids get older, they tend to overrule the rules, and so the goalposts are continuously kind of shifting. But my first golden rule is respect. I think that's a really important one and it goes both ways. We have to respect them and they have to respect us. And it's one that does kind of shift a little bit as they become teenagers. You know, they tend not to listen as much as they used to. And, you know, you might just be spending, you know, your evening making a meal, you call them to dinner, they just come out, they shovel it and then they go back to their room and there's no hello, thank you. There's no thanks for dinner. They've just disappeared. So we try and sort of, you know, emphasize that, hey, you have to talk about yourself. You have to say something. You have to say thank you for dinner because I think it goes a long way and it's something that I think will go a long way to help them in the future. You know, I remember when I was a kid watching The Sound of Music 
And I remember looking at that father, that Baron Von Trapp, that would make his kids line up and sing goodnight. I used to think, wow, what a bad dad. I mean, that guy's so mean. But now, once you have kids, you realize, wow, what I wouldn't do just for a little bit of that, just to have my kids line up and sing goodnight to me. You know, thank you, Father, for everything you've done. We've brushed our teeth. We've packed your lunch for tomorrow. And I'd be like, yeah, yeah, whatever. I'm watching Netflix. But look, you know, it it does remind you that respect goes a long way. Okay, the second golden rule, and this is one that we've stuck to and hasn't changed, and I think it's been a real game changer for us. We said no TV after school, no TV even on, and no video games. And that's been going for 16 years. And we only ever watch a program when it's time to watch a program, to sit down, to watch a movie or, or something that's, you know, on Netflix. And it's been great. Our kids have never, ever desired to want to play a video game. They never want to just watch the TV because I think it's dangerous just to have the TV. Well, it's not dangerous, but just to have the TV as a background device because as soon as you walk into a room, your eye just goes there. It just becomes the center of attention, even if you're not interested in the program you just suddenly you're watching it because it's there. And, you know, I haven't watched the six o'clock news for 16 years. And I went over to a friend's place. And I'm like, who's that? And it's like, oh, that's the Channel 9 news reader. That's Peter Overton. I'm like, who? I'm the- <laughs> when did he start reading the news? And look, I don't miss that at all. So that's been a fantastic one for us, I think, in terms of allowing the kids just to focus on what they love doing and doing their kind of activities and their creativity and, and not being consumed by TV, which is hard for me because I grew up, you know, watching TV, pop culture. I love that. I consumed it. And it's what I do for a living now. So it's very hard for me to fight that. I just want to, when they come home, go, hey, who wants to watch The Simpsons? Yeah, you do, don't you? But now I'm like, do you want to watch The Simpsons? Oh, no, I'm busy. I've got other stuff to do. Okay. My third golden rule, our golden rule in our household is just good food, like good, healthy eating that we try to encourage. And we do that by only ever having really good food in the house because they can't eat what's not there. You know, I mean, if they go into the cupboard and it's only kind of healthy stuff, they've got no choice, you know, and they don't have enough money to, well, they don't have a driver's license to go to the to McDonald's or whatever to buy themselves something. And as a result, because we've had that since they were, you know, born, basically, they don't have a taste for junk food. They don't have a taste for sugar. My daughter eats 90% dark chocolate. I mean, it's insane. Like, I don't think any other 13-year-old would be able to do that. She just loves it. She can't tolerate milk chocolate. My son's the same. We go to a cafe. It's like, oh, uh, what's the uh, the hot chocolate? Is it uh, 68% cacao? Yeah, I don't know about that. Uh, we might just shop around and see if we can find 75. I'm like, okay, let's go. So that's been important for us. And my wife, to her credit, has been amazing. She's made a fruit plate every day for our kids so the first thing they have in the morning is a fruit plate and it's sensational it's you know raspberries and berries and pineapple and i don't get one i'm like where's my fruit plate and she's like well there's a banana you can have that yeah but the banana's green well it'll ripen and they've just got into the habit of just eating a fruit plate every morning i mean we do struggle sometimes as they get a bit older to eat properly before they go to school because they're always in a rush so that's the other thing we constantly have to fight but Overall, they're pretty good eaters, and we're good eaters as well. So they're my three golden rules. The Mighty Vegasaurs. 
So Ginger and the Veggie Saws is a 3D animation set a long, long time ago when the mighty Veggie Saws ruled the planet, such as Octroidactyl, Broccoliosaurus, P. rexes, Potato Dons, Pineapplesaurus, Apple Flyers. And it's done in a cheeky wildlife documentary way. We have a narrator and it centers around a plucky young female triceratops called Ginger, who's buddied up with three kind of crazy baby P-Rexes, Minty, Wasabi, and Split. Well, I think what's great about the ginger and the veggie sauce and what kids will get out of this is that, first, it's highly entertaining. It's great to watch. They're great, fun stories that are action-packed in five minutes. And then there's a sort of a secondary takeaway from that, and I think that's just introducing them to to vegetables and fruits that perhaps they're not even aware of, like bok choy. I mean, I would love to see a, a spike in bok choy consumption. I mean, wouldn't that be amazing? You know, peas go through the roof. People can't get enough peas. The kids want more peas. Bananas. Oh, I forgot to mention banana raptors, by the way. They're one of my favorite characters. So I think kids getting introduced to those kind of foods through a story, and we're not overemphasizing it. We're not trying to make this a series about healthy eating. It's not that at all. It's narrative-driven first. It's about the story, but the subtext is, hey, vegetables and fruits are amazing. What actually inspired Ginger and the Veggie Sauce was I was in a supermarket and I was watching this little kid and he was in his mum's supermarket trolley and he had the vegetables and he was playing with them and he had this broccoli and he was threatening this carrot, you know, <laughs> I don't know what was going inside his head, but I liked it. And I think that's what we try and do. We try and sort of treat it fairly seriously. We're not trying to make it like a joke. We want to make this world feel like it did actually exist for real. I think if you haven't watched Ginger and the Veggie Sauce yet, please do. So far, the feedback has been incredible. A friend of mine said his four-year-old son watched the first episode again and again for 60 minutes nonstop. He just kept replaying it, replaying it, replaying it. And when he found out that, well, the world doesn't actually exist, he was crying. <laughs> there were tears. But, I mean, it's great to kind of hear those kind of stories. And, a, and another mum told me her daughter, when she saw the, the advertisement, on ABC come on the TV she started pressing the TV because she wanted to watch it now which is really interesting kids these days are growing up with this on demand they just press it and it plays but she was pressing the big screen the TV wanting to watch this one this one <laughs> and the mum's like no you have to wait for that it's coming but yeah look I just think it'd be great if parents and kids could watch this because I think adults will enjoy it just as much as young kids and if it encourages healthy eating, I think that's just a huge bonus. Nailed it. You failed it. Nails and fails. What would you like me to do first? You know what? Let's start bad and finish on a good. Oh. Tell me your My fail. bad's just everything. I don't know if you've had a three-year-old. Okay. I thought I was going to say, I don't think I've had three. Yeah, I've had three, three three-year-olds. But anyone that has been through this can attest that some days they are so scary. You <laughs> look at them sideways and you get in trouble. You put the block remotely on the other block the wrong way and you're doing it wrong. Mm. And you get yelled at for using the wrong inflection in your tone. And then you're like, who's the boss here? <laughs> but I just cannot do anything right. Not like that. Not that cereal. And I'm like, but it's literally the same as the other cereal. And he's like, yeah. but he wants the unopened packet, even yeah. though they're both Nutri-Grain. 
That's the part that kills me, I think, like, and, you know, that's what toddlers are famous for, really, mm. the irrationality of what they're fighting for. Yeah, and I know that it's all just learning their own <laughs> boundaries and, like, all that woke parenting stuff of, like, let them discover whatevs. But, oh, my gosh, some days I'm like, I just did nothing wrong. My boss hates me. They've got to HR. I'm going to get fired. It reminds me of this funny video I saw on Instagram the other day. Some, like, Karen neighbour is going off at this little three-year-old's auntie. Yeah. And the three-year-old stops out to this Karen. He's like, that's my auntie. She can do what she wants. Like, <laughs> she parked in oh her God, parking spot. It. And then the Karen, who's, like, in her 60s, is literally fighting <laughs> with the three-year-old. Like, and she... She lost. I just think before having a kid, I still thought three was like, oh, you're cute. So cute. But they tiny they're, little angry adults they, that can hold their own. They are animals. <laughs> and absolutely. So and they eat us alive. I just fail at my parenting job, according to my child, all the time. <laughs> this is just the insight into the future of us, like, just no, knowing. I heard from four on it gets better. Is that true? I think for boys. I think the oh. boys and the girls reverse. Like, my girls are angels now and my boys are terror. Oh. And then I think but the girls boys come now. good. And then the girls are going to, like, do my head in. Oh, that's fine. I don't have yeah. girls. Excellent. Yeah, uh, you've done your dash. <laughs> what's your fail? So, so, as we know, the twins are starting school next year and I went on and did my local public school enrolment. Oh. And I was like, no, oh, that was easy, wasn't it? Just oh. a, like 10-minute online form. And my friend's running around going, I've got to get 100 points of residential identification of where we live and blah, 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 blah. Oh. And I'm like, oh, I didn't have to do that at my school. <laughs> like oh. it would be different. <laughs> Ding dong head. <laughs> then, of course, I get the email from the school yesterday saying, oh, Here's like the seven-page document you're required to fill in, plus the 100 points of residential, which we don't live in the house yet, oh. so I have no form of so residential. You have to change all your bills to your new yeah. house. So I'm like, damn it, I failed it and I haven't even done it yet. So I legitimately thought you just sent your kid on the first day of public school. <laughs> so that's that what, what I was, public school is? Well, that's what I was hoping for. And oh. then the same friend was just telling me that the school will interview my children. Oh, This is a public school. I'm like, I'm pretty sure if they fail the interview, they're not going to going to be not be homeschooled <laughs> not going to be not allowed entry can you spell your name little one no well that's it sorry you can't come to I school I did not know that I know it's a really huge process no, there needs to be a handbook Look, Someone I haven't officially failed it yet but I'm currently failing <laughs> Look friend I reckon you're failed so let's <laughs> say that before we start when, when I'm homeschooling my kids out of <laughs> lack of ability of enrollment my fault God I have no one them. else to blame but myself My nailed made me cry so, you made you cry. Yeah, pre-Italy. Oh. Like, Alexander's a little bit of a late bloomer, only a little bit, called a little bit later, still naps and he's three. So at home we've had a potty for six months. He tells us when he wants to do a wee on it. At mm. school he holds his girlfriend's hand when she does a poo. But up until before Italy, <laughs> we were like, let's go to Italy in nappies and then come back and we'll yeah. tackle toilet training. But a few weeks before his teacher said he's really ready, he's doing every single wee in the toilet. Oh, how he's good. taking off his... Nappy and stuff. And she said, you have to go get the undies. You have to. And I was like, no. I'm like, I'm no, I have a baby in nappies. And she said, no, you have a child in underwear. (laughs) No, you have a a 17-year-old in nappies. So we went to Kmart. And because he's got such a titchy, tiny little waist, he's got size one to two. Honestly, these undies look like a quarter of the size of a nappy. And I know every parent that has toilet trained has gone through this. When I I got home and he pulled up his little undies and he was so proud. And I patted his bum and there was no padded bum anymore. And the padded nappy bum is the cutest part of a kid, isn't it? And now he says, mummy, am I wearing nappy undies? And I say, undies. 
nappies. He goes, okay, I need to go to the potty. Or he goes, oh, oh. okay, nappy. And he's, I can see him thinking, like getting his wee out because he's oh. got a nappy on. But he's 99% toilet trained, massive milestone, wow. huge nail. Thank you, daycare. You did most of it. Yes. But mm. it broke my little heart. Had a oh. little cry. Is because... he still wearing them in the night? Yeah, of course. He's still yeah. doing it at God, night time. Say, even bear joeys. Yeah, my, yeah. Oh, that's a whole piece? other ballgame. Yeah. He does say, can I wear my undies to bed? But I'm like, bud, you won't oh, wake oh, up. On top of your nappies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah. I... Oh, that's exciting though. Think of all the money you'll save on nappies. Think of the environment. Yeah. But his little butt's not the same. Oh, it's more squishy now. Oh, little, little, little bum bum. Mm-hmm. Oh, little What's tush, your nail? Oh, my nail. Well, thanks to you, I've nailed this Saturday already because how good a kid's birthday parties. Oh, yes. Yep. And thanks to you, it's my child's first, uh, well, he's turning three, but his first ever actually, birthday Actually, I said party. that to a friend and I'm like, oh, I can't come actually. I've got a first birthday party. I'm like, as in he's not turning one, <laughs> but it's his first birthday party. Because regular listeners will remember last year, Tegan talked me out of having a second <laughs> birthday party. I cancelled it and then thankfully COVID hit and I saved all the money I would have yep. wasted. You're but it's Alexander's, yeah, he's having I his know. third, third his, first party. His third first party. Third birthday. Also, oh, your nailed is me distracting your children. Well, yeah, thanks. Sorry, my kids are probably going to take up half the whole <laughs> entire party. The ball pit. Yeah. We've got a balloon man, a balloon maker. Oh, my God, my kids will lose it. Just quietly, he's made um, balloons for Ange and Brad. What? Yep. Ange and Brad, you might have heard of them. Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt. What do you mean? He makes those balloons, like the palm trees and stuff. Anyway, <laughs> I'll talk about that what, later. like anyway. the faces of them? No, like what? the he, when Angelina and Brad Pitt needed a balloon Shaper for their children. He went and did it. He's the world champion that balloon is maker. And not a claim. That you cannot claim that. He's the international hey, world the balloon maker. Is he Australian? Yes. And he's, he's like my hey, brother's neighbour. I'm so famous. Yeah. I made balloons. Well, look, if you're a balloon I maker, Brad and Ange has 800 children. Stop that. That is not a claim. It is. I'm not letting you near him at my party. Thanks for listening to this glorious mess. Get in touch. We have an email address, tgm at mamamia.com.au. We have a Facebook group which Tegan never plays in, and I do because I'm do the best. Yeah. Mamma Mia parents on Facebook. <laughs> Follow us wherever you get your podcast. This podcast was made by Mamma Mia, the only women's media company in Australia. If you want to support women's media, we'd love it if you became a Mamma Mia subscriber. There's a link in the show notes. This episode was produced by Emmeline Peterson, and we we will see you, see you later. next week.